Welcome to Unethical Podcast. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> what are you, Richard? I am a demonic vampire. Demonic specifically. I don't know. Molly put an upside down, Molly put an upside down cross on my forehead. So I figure there's demons there somewhere. That's pretty metal. It, it's pretty metal. Are they are they Christian vampires? If there's demonic vampires, then there must there, be angelic yeah. vampires, I think would be the preferred term. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Are there the non-denominational vampires? I dug into the costume box today and Molly dressed me up. So whatever nice. it is, it's scary. It's freaking me out a little bit. You look disturbing. You know? <laughs> it looks a little crazier. Like in person, it looks less crazy. But on this camera, I look scary. I look a little, feel satanic. So you feel right at home then? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more comfortable than I've ever been. I'm coming this way every time. Yeah, I'm, I'm at least wearing the cape. I don't know why guys got rid of that. This is a fantastic thing. Right? Capes and hats. They need to make a comeback. Yeah, capes haven't made a comeback in like 200 years. They're due, you know? <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of stuff for capes to get caught on, though. I'm going to go ahead and take the Incredibles route here and uh, just kind of volunteer that there's a lot of safety risks to capes. Now, hats, like bolo hats, traditional hats, I love the idea of a good, like, busboy cap coming back. But other than that... Yeah, capes. Capes are just, like I said, a safety risk. I mean, I literally have a Roomba in my house and I've probably fucked up on that thing with socks too many times. So cape, no go. <laughs> well, I'm not a superhero. I just want to walk out of stores by covering my face going, thank you very much. <laughs> That's why Jack the Ripper never got caught because he could cover his face. So these cats- Off he goes into the night. That's why no one knows who he is. Well, we all we all cover our faces now, no matter what. So we, there's going to be like a weird. I'm interested in like five years with all the masks and shit. Like how many extra weird crimes people get away with? That's solid coverage, though. I mean, you've got you've got your fancy ass top hats, you've got your mutton chops here, and then you've got your cape over your face here. I mean, you got nothing to go on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's literally like a burqa. It's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just without without the arranged marriage. Good. Yeah. <laughs> oh good we're starting in on the the, the... all the intense crippling oppression <laughs> not all the time i shouldn't say that yeah not all the time no, not, not, all, not all the it's, time it's vampire it's vampire richard talking it's not richard this makeup makes me mean <laughs> <laughs> happy halloween and ethical members happy halloween Yay. happy halloween and welcome back to cole blenner a fan favorite Welcome back, Cole. You guys will be proud because you know that Australians don't do, we generally don't do Halloween because Lame. it's not a thing down. I know. But Gabe is getting very into it. So we are taking him trick or treating. Good. That's awesome. Okay. It's going to be hilarious when you, you're knocking on doors and everyone's like, what are you? Well, here's a fucking papaya, I guess, because I didn't get candy. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> So Halloween is, uh, you know, a little, little fun around here. A lot of fireworks. Really? Yeah, fireworks on Halloween? For real? Oh, hell yeah. Well, it depends. Obviously, as long as it's not blizzarding. Oh, yeah. People will light off all their leftover Fourth of July fireworks on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Midwest. Yeah. A couple of years ago in North Dakota, which is just a state over, the artillery shells and like big ones are legal. You can like shoot up in the yep. air. And some kid like thought he got a dud. So he like put his face over it and blew his head off. Sure. Oh, wow. That is the best way to check. You should actually bite it. We're going to need another Timmy. (laughs) It works. Well, what is it? God, last 4th of July. Yeah, there was actually a fire out at uh, Angostura. It's a little lake 60 miles south of here. And yeah, there was actually a fire because some kids were shooting off artillery shells in the wind and one, you know, the wind caught it when it just got out of the chamber and, you know, boom, shot it right into the field next to them and started a big ass grass fire. Good. Good. Uh, Just a grass fire, though. Good. It wasn't like a forest fire. Well, it's 
better than Good. just grass. <laughs> you know, South Dakotans are like, well, at least he'll grow back better next year. <laughs> These were not the kind of Halloween horror stories I was expecting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still have your face. Come on. <laughs> yeah, what's a Halloween with a face? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's speaking to Tally, who's cousin it right now, so she has no face. Do people just like walk past the dude's body and be like, "Wow, he really committed to that costume." It's a really good costume, buddy. <laughs> oh my god, that is the best idea for a costume. I am literally going to be a dead person, so I can just lay there and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I do that every year. I I sit on my deck, and I I. I'm a dead person and kids think I'm a decoration and I fucking scare the yes. shit out of them. They come knock I at the door. Blah! Oh yeah. Terror in children's eyes. <laughs> Nothing better. Yeah, it feeds, your soul. <laughs> feeds your soul. Doesn't it? Feeds your soul. Yep. You came to the wrong house, motherfucker. Like Monsters Inc. How they run their city off of kids screams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The powered by screams. <laughs> Yeah, powered by fear. <laughs> yeah, anybody ever thought that was really fucked up? Like they were just like, well, we could go with maybe coal power, we could go with uh, you know, hydropower. Um, but Jerry over here actually found a way to harness children's screams. Um, and so we're gonna go with that one. Way better for the environment. All right. Can we yeah. please recognize <laughs> renewable as shit? That's easy. Give us people jobs. Yeah, <sighs> monsters. What else are monsters gonna do, Cole? I thought that was very uh ingenious of them, actually, because like now they're being productive members of society uh, before they're just making kids shit their pants and leaving. Now they're making kids shit their pants and powering their microwave. It's a uh, win-win for everyone. But they also changed the game at the end and found out that laughter was much more powerful. So there's that. I, well, yeah, I'm just saying like before that though, no one questioned this. No, I know. Like, not a single person was like, we're going to go scare children. Yeah. But I mean, what if someone told you that like, breathing was bad for like elk or something and then you didn't know that until before you know what i mean like now you know that breathing's better like i didn't think of it because i was just breathing because that's it's human it's second nature to monsters to scare people so they weren't thinking they were doing anything bad to begin with they're just doing what they do you know what i mean i mean technically being a human being we are naturally a negative on the environment so breathing i am bad for elk so fuck (laughs) now i have to now i can't breathe god i love elk yeah I loved breathing. It's my favorite part of my day. Well, I guess I'm just going to die. I should be speaking from the position of this is fucked up because, you know, it takes one to know one here. So I'm just saying, like, twist that one around there. No, you just made it real. I was using something benign. Okay. What does that sound? Cousin it. There's so much air in my mouth. What's your What's your favorite scary movie, Christy? No, 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 no. No. Okay. I'm not asking that question at all. Why would I? Yeah. What are we talking about today, guys? What are we talking about today? Killing. All Hallows Eve. Sam. What is it? Sam Hain? Sam. um, Yes. Sam Hain. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Why not? Sure. (laughs) Huge bush. The legends make him out to be a pretty decent dude. (laughs) <laughs> you know beside the whole like children having to hide their faces uh, it seems like a pretty all right guy i don't know i'd have a beer with him just to see what's up you know what happens when children hide their faces they go somewhere else and are quiet then you can have some peace sounds pretty good to me <laughs> yeah he's doing a public service <laughs> Samane is the ultimate babysitter yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> to babysit 700 kids on one night what are you gonna do put on a bunch of masks and shut the fuck up (laughs) exactly (laughs) here's your candy eat until you puke yeah and so i stress once again halloween is the best and australia is fucked up we're catching up we're catching up (laughs) are you guys into vampires guys are you propositioning us (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) what do you guys uh think about uh vampires huh no, not Cullen vampires. Not colored vampires? Did you just... Cullen! Cullen! <laughs> oh, colored vampires. I was like, so Blackula's off the table. Cool. <laughs> uh, no. Like Edward. Edward and... This is why you guys can't have Halloween, because you say such horrible things. <laughs> 
Jesus. There's rules to this shit, all right? No, we were talking about Twilight, and Twilight vampires are not real vampires. I gotcha. Yeah, a very poor imitation. They're all made up, so. Vampires are real, shush. There was a serial killer that, like, would suck. Sacramento vampire. He was a pretty scary guy. What's his face? Albert Fish was the something or other vampire, too. If you're crazy, I guess. It's almost as if the real monsters were us all along. Da, da, da. <laughs> we got to the moral of the story real early this episode. <laughs> and scene. Today, we're going to celebrate Halloween by paying tribute to the 90s. You love the 90s. Love it. I spent 10 years in the 90s. Good old fashioned 90s nostalgia. I spent seven years there. I spent nine. No, Richard and I spent the whole of the 90s. Whole <laughs> decade of 90s, baby. Yeah. Oh, good. So you guys will remember um, Furbies. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Bill Gates saving Apple from bankruptcy. Sure, if that's you want to look at, yeah. Supersizing your meals at McDonald's. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. And of course, let's let's not forget the Macarena. Hey, Macaroni. Did I do it right? Richard, that song <laughs> is about a two-time and lady. Aren't most songs about two time and ladies? <laughs> My All most country, country songs, songs are. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, among the top influences on pop culture in the 90s was the unprecedented surge of teen slasher flicks, including I Know What You Did Last Summer, Urban Legend, mm-hmm. Idle Hands, and the Holy Grail Scream. Yes. Idle Hands is definitely one of my go tos. Love Scream. Go, Idle Hands is amazing too, uh, but I do love Scream. If we're uh, if this is the insp- like if this is Scream related, I'm happy about this because I love Scream. Scream Five very soon, February. Well, perhaps the listener, like Richard, perhaps doesn't know that the surge in teen slasher flicks was actually inspired by the very true story of a co-ed killer in a college town, the Gainesville Ripper. Gainesville, what state is that? <laughs> That is where the University of Florida is. Surprise, who else but Florida? <laughs> surprise, surprise. Florida man. <laughs> there's an alligator and meth in this, I'm sure of it. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Before we get into the story, <laughs> let's play Get to Know Your Host a little bit. It's a special okay. occasion. What's your favorite horror movie? Ooh, this is hard. There's so many good ones. Uh, I really do. I like Freddy. Freddy 3 is probably the best one. Like, Freddy Krueger is my favorite uh, slasher guy because he's hilarious. All the slasher shit's my favorite. All of them. So, Freddy 3 if I had to pick. How about you, Christy? Um, I'm very into the 80s B-grade slashers and horror movies like Scanners. Scanners so good. Evil Dead. The original Evil Dead, the very first one. Oh, and is The Shining a horror movie? Yeah, it's, it's a thriller, but yeah, thriller horror, yeah. It has supernatural factors to it, so it's it's horror. I give it horror. What about you, Tally? Um, I like sci-fi horror, so um, Cloverfield for sure is like number one. Um, and then like The Ring. Oh yeah, Ringu. You ever watch like the the original Ringu? I think so, but like The Grudge and stuff too. You know, oh, yeah. those movies freak me out real bad. <laughs> like you worked at a movie rental place too, right? And a movie theater at the same time. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you probably had all that old shit on the background all the time. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. What about you, Cole? Honestly, Freddy versus Jason. Like, we have an entire segment on Beers and Bowl called Death Monster Deathmatch, and it's specifically, like, heavyweight showdowns between, like, monsters and shit like that. And it's 100% inspired by Freddy versus Jason. I, like, I used to own the DVD, and it sat probably in my room playing, like, months and months and months at a time. So, <laughs> Freddy versus Jason, hands down. You got to remember I'm young. So I was like seven, eight years old when that movie came out. And I finally got to like sneak it behind my parents back. And oh, <laughs> favorite horror movie. It's what started the addiction. So yeah, hands down, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, Freddy versus Jason's amazing. It's uh, yeah. exactly what you want in that kind of movie. It's amazing. And they got to kill the chick from Destiny's Child. Fuck yeah. Get rid of yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah, I always forget that Kelly Rowland was in that movie as like the, the best friend. And you're always like, oh, she's totally going to die. If it was Beyonce, Beyonce would have lived. Yeah. <laughs> Bay would have lived. What about you, Celeste? My favorite slasher, for sure, 
monster or whatever like chucky 100 i fucking love the chucky movies yeah don't fuck with the chuck bride of chucky in particular <laughs> because jennifer tilly is phenomenal yeah her and brad duriff come on yes i love brad duriff like Me too. Oh, I fucking one flew over the cuckoo's nest lord of the rings like i don't give a fuck dead deadwood oh yeah dude doctor in that he's fucking awesome in that but overall best horror movie and you know what i know this is gonna sound super weird but gothica Mm-hmm. is that the one with Halle Berry yeah. yeah oh wow I haven't seen that I love that one it was the first movie I ever saw that had that uh that jerk CGI that jerky CGI where they walk but they move backwards at the same it's the first time I ever saw it freaked the shit out of me I don't remember that one I just remember Halle Berry that was around the time she showed her tits on movies and everyone was like watching Halle Berry is she gonna throw those bangers <laughs> out again are those sure. bangers coming out again <laughs> god isn't she in like this movie right now where she's an ex mma fighter or something or she's training an ex- and she's wrote, wrote and directed it i'm like how do you how can you write that being ali barry it makes no sense the last thing i saw her in was the call did you guys watch that movie oh yeah i did watch that was that the was that that was like the 911 operator where the yeah like, it was like yeah, a yeah. really solid movie right up until the end and she goes fucking vigilante in a bra and you're like hey this could just got really stupid really fucking fast <laughs> I go vigilante in a bra all the time. I'm sure you do, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Gainesville Ripper. Let's do it. So, the 1990 school year was scheduled to begin on August 27th at the University of Florida. Students were flooding onto the campus every day, excited to see their friends party and get that sweet, sweet education. Oh, you're going to say candy. <laughs> this is better than candy. This is... This is a future. Knowledge is power. Actually, you know what? At the time in 1990, this actually was a future. Now it's not, but you know. Well, isn't any time a future at some point? Anyways, let's go. <laughs> okay. Well, it was a sweet, sweet education at the time. It's a very bitter, bitter education these days, but there you go. <laughs> so two of those students were Christine Powell and would you fucking stop? That's a weird name. That is a weird name. Foreigner. Foreign exchange student. Yeah. Czechoslovakia. Yeah, it sounds like she's from Yugoslavia or something. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> All right. Could you fucking stop? Doesn't come up again in this conversation, but <laughs> she graduated, uh, maybe come laude and, and had a great life. CEO of Google now or something like that. You can, you can look it up on Bing it. Bunch of listeners binging that. Like, could you fuck off? <laughs> We better go make a Wikipedia page. They got me. All right. Well, Christine Powell and Sonia Larson. Okay. That's nowhere near as exciting as. Yeah. Could you fuck off? Sounds a lot more interesting, really. (laughs) I'm sorry. I shouldn't have even brought her up. But. (laughs) So these two girls, Christine Powell and Sonia Larson, met over summer school and they decided to move in together for the following school year. So the two spent August 24th moving into their new apartment together. And that evening, Christine called her parents from a nearby payphone because this was the 90s and let them know that she was all moved in and looking forward to their visit a couple of days later. So the following day, Christine's parents expected to hear from her once she got her landline set up, but the call never came. But her parents weren't worried. They knew that she was probably just out exploring Gainesville with a new friend, maybe picking up some books for Monday. Doesn't that sound like a great existence where you're not like people, you can be away from a phone for five minutes and people don't think you're dead. Oh my mm-hmm. God. What a, what a time, what a time that we yeah. all lived in back then. You could not get a call from someone and be like, my parents now, if I don't like, if I say I'm going to be somewhere and if I'm 10 minutes late, where are you? Like, I will be there. I'm going to be there soon. Yeah. But we're so used to phones that we're too anxious to actually go and check on them. Cause we don't, we don't knock on people's doors anymore. You just don't do that. So you just yeah, kind of sit there petrified on Facebook. Yeah. True. Okay. So uh, the following day, Christine's parents arrived for their visit and they found her front door had notes posted on it from friends who had come by to see the girls and hadn't found them at home. Post-its? Yeah. No texts or post-its. anything. Just leaving a post-it on someone's door. Yeah, that's it. It's, <laughs> I love it. You don't have to be accountable to your destination all time i love it i think it's so much 
we should go back to that for like a week. We should have a week of the year every year where people just put down their phones. That's all I They ask. say a that a solar storm is going to knock out the internet sometime in the next couple of years and leave people without it for a little while. So maybe we'll get there. I'm seriously yeah. considering going back to a flip phone. Smartphones, just people can contact you in so many ways, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you would have to have my phone number to contact me. We'd never be able to contact you because we don't know your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'd give it. I'd give it. <laughs> so her parents are there. They see these notes. There's quite a few of them. They're concerned, but they're keeping their cool. All right. They're knocking on the door. Um, they're hoping that they get an answer. But unfortunately, they did not get an answer. So her parents mm-hmm. go outside and they found an apartment maintenance van. And the man couldn't let them into the apartment. So he goes and he collects the building manager and the building manager phones the police and tells them that they need a welfare check. So an officer comes out, Christine's parents waited outside while the officer, the maintenance man and the building manager entered the girl's suite. A few minutes later, the maintenance man comes sprinting out the front door of the apartment and throws up on the ground next to Christine's parents. Mm. And so there was no keeping them back after this. Christine's parents charge the apartment, fight their way past the officer and the manager, and they find Christine on the floor in front of the couch, naked, spread out in a very graphic pose, and covered in stab wounds. Yikes. Probably could use that cell phone now, though. (laughs) Yeah, idiots from the past. (laughs) If only you have a cell phone. Yes. Rookie move. Or at least a, at least a Blackberry. Jesus. Oh, that's a throwback. <laughs> the LG with the flip out keyboard. Oh, yeah. Yes. So good. That was my jam. What a fucking terrifying way to find your child. Oh, oh I God. know. Yeah, that sounds like it literally could not be worse. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, oh. never finding her would be worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah, they probably should have not let the parents run up there, though. Like, people should have stopped them. That guy puking, like... Never. There was only two other people there, and they couldn't stop them. Yeah. They were getting in there. Get that. Never get that vision out of your mind. It would just always be there. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And what kind of a maintenance man pukes over a dead body? I'm sorry. You should be seeing some shit. What is this, your first day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just flash over to the maintenance guy and that was my last day as a maintenance man for parkview apartments Mm -hmm. yeah i'm done with it now (laughs) yeah i'm just i'm a little disappointed he went puke beside the parents i have some like they're gonna go run up now you know actions speak louder than words richard that's true and i know i know what's he gonna do puke in the hall he has to clean it up if he pukes there that's true (laughs) (laughs) there's already a way you can just hose it down (laughs) oh god that was really mean. This is sad. I forgot. <laughs> so Christine's parents are escorted off the scene. The officer calls for backup and has them removed from the scene. And he goes upstairs and he finds Sonia on her bed in the same fashion as Christine. So police would discover that Christine was sexually assaulted, but Sonia wasn't. And that Christine had been bound with duct tape, but the killer had taken the duct tape when he left. And they also found that Christine's body and several surfaces in the house had been cleaned with a rag from the kitchen soaked in soapy water. So police decided to make an announcement to the local media to protect the young people who were coming into town to start the university year. People were encouraged to keep their doors locked and stay vigilant about their surroundings. And the local response was, let's say, disproportionate to the announcement. Generally, it could have been a jealous boyfriend, but people went balls to the wall protecting themselves. They got guns. They got new locks on every door, every window. They were sleeping in groups. Parents were demanding their children come home from university. But as it turned out, the following day, there was another student murdered in her home. And so the police never stated the two murders were connected but the people just assumed because both scenes involved young women and both of the homes were so close together that they had to be connected. It's the first thing I would assume. Mm-hmm. You know, better safe than sorry. Get a gun. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, 
I don't know we'll get a gun, but I mean, do something, right? You lock the doors yeah. and be scared. You should. Fear is good. That's what I would do. I'd be terrified. In a really small college town like this, I'm, I would be in favor of having a gun, I think. It is, your odds are like so much higher within this small college town, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, if this was fucking like um, BTK, right? And it's like the entire city. I'm kind of like, okay, settle down. You know, he's just one guy, but yeah, <laughs> one stupid guy, one big yeah loser, one fucking doorknob. <laughs> yeah. So the third victim was Krista Hoyt, who lived just two miles away. So this was the second murder, third victim. Krista worked part time at the sheriff's office while getting her degree in law enforcement. And so when she didn't show up for work on August 27th, the sheriff's office sent police to do a welfare check. Police didn't get a response when they knocked on the door and the curtains were all closed. But one of the officers saw that the bottom of the sliding glass door, the curtains were a couple of inches off the floor. And so he laid down on the deck and he peeked in through the bottom and he managed to get a look ahead. Christine's head, that is, sitting on a shelf beside the bed. <laughs> mm. Ew! Celeste made a head, a head pun. It was a good one. It was a good one for sure. <laughs> um, wrong guy, wrong person to kill there, Gainesville Ripper. That's a cop, basically. Like, now they're on you. Oh, yeah. This is why serial killers kill, like, the... All the half dead or whatever they call it because no one gives a shit. This person is giving oh, a shit dead. about or what do they call like, like sex workers prostitutes and, and homeless people no and human involved the outcasts of society. Yeah, not yeah. these girls. Yeah. So uh they also see that uh, that uh Krista's body, I'm pretty sure I said Christine's head. Krista's head. Uh, Anyway, so Krista's body was slumped in a sitting position on the bed with stab wounds all over her back. And police would find that Krista was also bound with duct tape that had been removed from the scene and she was also sexually assaulted. The police also found that both scenes had similar marks on the door that indicated some kind of small tool was used to pop the door open. Hmm. So Krista wouldn't be the last victim. The following day, Police found Tracy Paulas and Manfred Manny Tabawada. Taboda. I think it's Taboda. Manny Taboda. Tabawada sounds hate cooler. (laughs) (laughs) So it's five victims in four days? Three days. Damn. This guy's on a roll. That's a rampage. This is uh, like unraveling i'm surprised okay and i have questions for more more questions for later about this yeah he's interesting he's not a spree killer he's not like reacting to anything it's interesting are these his first kills like are these his first ever because this is very crazy for a serial killer to like start on such a fast pace usually it's like cool down kill cool down period kill cool down period And then they start to kill shorter cooldown periods, shorter, shorter, shorter. And then they just get caught because that's what they typically the route this goes. Right. Um, yeah. No, this guy was definitely unique. That was his, that was his first kill. Eh? That's crazy. Mm, the, no, I didn't say that. Oh, OK. Sorry. <laughs> but he's unique Ooh. for sure. Yeah. So uh, Tracy, Tracy Paulus had been talking to a friend of hers in another town earlier in the day about the murders in Gainesville. Tracy had assured her friend that she would be okay because she had a male roommate. Her friend was still worried and asked Tracy to call her as soon as she was home for the night, but Tracy didn't call. The next day, Tracy's friend called a mutual friend who lived nearby and asked him to go and check on Tracy at her apartment. So a little while later, Tracy's friend receives a call from Tracy's home, her home phone. Which should have been good news, but that relief was short-lived when their mutual friend was on the other line, completely hysterical. Oh, no. Do you want to watch a movie? (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite scary movie? That's what it was, yeah. What's your favorite scary movie? Or, what's up? If you watch (laughs) scary movies. (laughs) (laughs) What you doing? Not much, just chilling. Yeah. Killing. Uh, I love the scary movies. I love the scary movies. So funny. Anna Ferris is so good at being a dumbass. Oh, amazing. Best dumbass actor. 
<laughs> Man, that might be a title I'm going for. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, Tracy was found in her bed, nude, posed, and stabbed. Down the hall, her security, Manny, was also dead, stabbed to death, but seemingly undisturbed after he died. So with these murders, these new murders, students began leaving the university in droves, okay, which is very bad for the town of Gainesville. Uh, Within a certain amount of the beginning of the school year, you can get your tuition back. So this is not good financially. So the police are working feverishly on the tip lines to make an arrest, and it would not take them long. 24 hours after the murder of Tracy and Manny, they arrested 20-year-old University of Florida student Ed Humphrey. Ed was reported to the tip line several times as a potential suspect. People reported that he was unstable, he walked around with a knife, and he would frequently walk the forested areas of Gainesville at night. Ed also had a recent history of severe mental issues that were largely untreated. So Ed was once a boyishly handsome man, but he now had deep disfiguring scars all over his face from two car accidents, which his friends believe were suicide attempts. Oh, wow. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, were the suicide attempts prior to, like, the snap? I guess so. I, I guess. Anyways, I'm just wondering if, like, his facial scarring is part of this because that is an interesting His women would reject him and it would make him lash out at them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, feeling like no one would ever love you because you're gross. And that's what you just feel, right? Whether it's true or not. But Yeah. Well, police were able to arrest him for domestic abuse, for allegedly beating his grandmother during a fight. Uh, there are mixed reports on this. It's, it seems to be greatly exaggerated, but doesn't matter. They were able to arrest him on it anyway. And they managed to keep him in jail on suspicion of his involvement based on one pubic hair at the scene that looked similar to his. What do they do? They can go pantsless and be like, oh, it's a match. <laughs> no, they take they take like three or four pubic hairs when they process anybody for uh for DNA. Yeah. I just give them out to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Yeah, watch your watch your mailbox there, Cole. <laughs> Cole, he can't, Cole still doesn't know what he got, so I have no Ooh. idea yet. I'm just expecting so to exciting. be like Brad Pitt and Seven. Just what's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? There's blood everywhere. <laughs> I'm never speaking to you guys again. <laughs> There's a video that goes along with it. So when you open it, let me know because I'll send you the link. Don't use your home computer. I do and I don't like surprises. Like just I like surprises in general, but also having anxiety. I fucking hate surprises. So it's like... <laughs> Life's a game. You got to risk it for the biscuit, I guess. So here we go. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, Ed Humphrey did remain in jail even after police confirmed that his blood type didn't match the DNA at the scene. But he'd already been blasted and people were certain that he was involved. And so the police refused to let him go. The pube looked the same. So you can't blame them. As it would turn as it would turn out, he was not involved at all. Oh. He's just an innocent guy whose life they ruined. Oh, oh damn. Good. So they just they chose like the stereotypical guy. Yeah, all because oh, his pubic hair matched the swatches. Because mm, he was reported to the tip line mostly so many times. They wanted they were eager to make an arrest. They would have they would have taken anybody. Everybody's pubes look exactly the same, okay? No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> And, and and probably because his face was disfigured, they went like he's a monster, you know? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Sure, monster Aww. bias. Classic social outcast, like like you know, type of thing. Like, oh, it must be the the old crazy man who talks to nobody, lives on the edge of town, and got in a hacksaw accident or some shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why nobody suspected fucking Billy in Scream because he's beautiful. Or Ted Bundy. I mean, real life. Uh, well, you know, I wasn't alive then, but pretty sure i wouldn't have found that too hard to believe well like once you get them in an interview or anything but like just everyday life i don't know i feel like back then they were much more preferential towards oh he's beautiful he couldn't possibly do this he looks normal you know nowadays we kind of know about that because of well ted bundy (laughs) i didn't know cole was thirsty for daddy bundy that's interesting (laughs) 
Okay, it's more the Zac Efron thing. Like, like uh, okay, I'm not Zac Efron, Zac Efron. You know what I mean? So okay. like, Zac Efron plays him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little high school horror story, you know, after high school musical. So, mm. oh, Zac Efron in, na- in Neighbors. Oh my God. Yeah, Whew. I stand Zac Efron hardcore, 100%. Not even ashamed of it. Not ashamed of it at all. I like pre obscene muscles, Zac Efron. Charlie St. Cloud. That's my peak, Zac Efron. Underrated movie. Aww. Underrated movie. Amazing. I like that. Amazing movie. film. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Moving on. Do we know what happened to him? I'm sad for Ed. Mm. Yeah, I want to know about it. Maybe. Oh, that's foreshadowing. <laughs> so with the lack of success with Ed, a member of the FBI urged a local detective to use the Violent Criminal Apprehension Program, or VICAP, to submit the crime patterns of the Gainesville Ripper and look for crimes with a similar MO. And they got a hit on a triple homicide in Shreveport, Louisiana. That's where true blood vampires are from. Good fucking God. I was happier when I did not know that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought you I'm didn't like um, vampires of a certain persuasion down in Australia. <laughs> a certain persuasion. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, colorful vampires in uh, in the Shreveport area. I have not watched True Blood, but I have seen enough of it in passing and dated enough of vamp girls to know about that. So I love that you've dated vamp girls. That's my oh, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Goth chicks were my kryptonite forever. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always the fucking wholesome round face guys that fucking like. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm like, wait, you didn't know your dad and you like know how to summon demons. All right. So where are we going on our first date again? Fucking Mr. Rogers and Vampira. Yeah. Cole comes home and he's got like black shit smeared all over his face from where they. It's just a Tuesday night. Listen, don't ask questions, all right? Don't ask questions. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, eight-year-old Sean Grissom was spending the weekend with his aunt, Julie Grissom, and his grandfather, Tom Grissom. Sean's mother didn't hear from her father or sister or son over the weekend, but she was expecting her boy back on Monday, and she didn't want to overreact. So Monday morning came and went, and Tom never arrived with Sean. Sean's mother called the school, and when she learned that Sean hadn't been dropped off there either, she called the police, who then asked Tom's neighbor to go and check in on the home. The neighbor agreed and mentioned to the police that he noticed that the cars hadn't moved from the last week and that Tom hadn't collected his newspapers, but they were lights on inside. So the neighbors entered the home through the garage, where they found Tom deceased at the back of the home. And the neighbors didn't stick around to check the rest of the house. They hauled ass out of there and called the police. When police arrived, they found Sean and Julie were also dead. And like the student victims, Julie was sexually assaulted and posed nude. And attempts had been made to clean her body, but with vinegar. Damn. So police immediately connected these two cases for the purpose of their investigation. And they soon found that both of the blood types of the perpetrators matched. It was this was you said this is 90s, like early 90s? Like is this before DNA was 1990s? So DNA was just in baby form. So they're still doing Yeah, they're doing we can use it to rule you out, not rule you in kind of DNA. I gotcha. Okay. So by the next day, someone had leaked the information of this this matching case in Louisiana to the media, and it became a main news story for the next few days. Fortunately, though the police were fucking pissed, let me be clear. This leak was actually very beneficial. A woman called the police to report that when she was living in Shreveport, she knew a man who was unstable and had once told her that he just really liked the idea of stabbing people. Oh. So she said when this man left Shreveport, he told her he was going to go somewhere where there are beautiful young women to look at everywhere. Florida. (laughs) Yet another fucking murderer talking about murdering shut the fuck up they don't okay they don't (laughs) these are the rules okay it's never a mannequin and they will not shut the fuck up oh yeah Mm -hmm. never like yeah they they murderers love talking jesus christ like okay i'm gonna be a little Mm. crass but i mean since when am i not um they this is the only way these guys get hard you know so Mm. talking about it's gonna give them a hard on doing all this stuff's gonna give them it's the only way they get hard and a lot of 
life is motivation motivated by how hard your penis is for dudes. So, sure. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. No, it's just, <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong there. I mean, speaking as probably the youngest uh, person in the group and the youngest male in the group. Yeah. Uh, the second brain has a good, good amount of pull. Yeah. <laughs> good pull. Good pull. Yeah. The second brain. I think it's the first one, honey. Hey, listen, <laughs> I, I am over 25 years old. I, I can now yeah. comfortably call him the second brain, but yeah, there was a couple of years it got dicey. Let's be honest. Yeah. Okay. So this man, this man who who fantasized about some stabbing and wanted to look at the beautiful young women in Florida. That man was Danny Rollins. Danny. It is, yes. Danny's family were reportedly extremely abusive and would openly tell him that they couldn't stand him. A few weeks after the Grissom family murders, Danny's father had apparently pointed a gun at him and told him to leave the house and not come back. So it wasn't related to what Danny had done. No one knew that he was involved. His father was just sick of having him around since he had been discharged from the military. So Danny left, but he returned shortly after with a gun of his own and shot his father in the head and stomach. As you do. Sure. Seems like a very reasonable reaction. Carry on. (laughs) This is Louisiana. (laughs) His dad survived. His dad did survive. Yeah, he survived a fucking bullet to the head. That is wow. an awkward Thanksgiving there. Hateful uh, people, they just, they're fucking made of steel. I swear to God. You can't kill them. <laughs> so his father survived and an arrest warrant was issued for attempted homicide, but Danny was long gone on his way to Gainesville, Florida. Unbeknownst to the police, the day after the murder of Tracy and Manny, Danny had robbed a bank. And the robbery was unsolved, but one of the the officers recalled the robbery happened not too far from the crime scenes. So a lone gunman had robbed a bank in broad daylight and made off with a bag of money filled with dye packs. Police later found a campsite in the woods, and the campsite had money and dye left behind. Also at the campsite, they found a screwdriver, a gun, and an audio recorder. So at the time, they didn't connect the robbery to the murders, and they were too busy with the murder investigation to process any of the evidence, which meant that no one had listened to the audio recordings. So stupid. Like, that'd be the first thing I do. What is he saying? Like, I will be at this location tomorrow and the location after. Like, fuck, we should have looked at this right away. Like, you never know. You can say anything. (laughs) Fucking stupid. I don't know, man. It's not priority because it's a robbery, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I guess they weren't connecting him as the fucking killer yet. Yeah, they just thought he was an armed robber. But still, I mean, it seems like I feel like I'd just be curious. I'd listen to it right fucking there. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Anyway, so police rush to pull the items out of evidence. And in the recordings, this robber sings an original song about being a mysterious killer, stabbing animals through the ribs and straight up identifying himself. My name is Danny Rollins. Uh, by name oops (laughs) so this guy is literally just like the fucking stupidest man i can see where the tropes are starting to come in though like he's very crazy cocky you know what i mean like he Mm. doesn't know kind of what's going on but he kind of does and he's just stupid confident about it like he's just openly talking about killing people he's singing about it while he's in prison he's just having a good fucking time out here just being an absolute (laughs) maniac yeah, living in the woods in his tent, singing about killing people. Yeah, like literally like 90s tropes, like embodied. As you do. So good. Yeah. 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 In true psychopath fashion. Yeah. yeah. No surprise. All right. It checks all the boxes. There we go. <laughs> yeah, he is kind of a walking trope. Honestly, easy pickings. I'm a little bit disappointed in, uh, I believe his name's Ke- Kevin Williamson that wrote Scream. I'm a little bit disappointed. Is he a walking trope, though, if he created the trope? That's the question. Like, oh, yeah. Well, chicken or the egg, right? Pick one. Doesn't yeah, matter. exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Philosophy question. Doesn't matter. Whoever came first, the other's unsatisfied. <laughs> oh, true story. Okay. So, so the police worked quickly to match the screwdriver to markings on the doors at the crime scenes, and they went into Danny Rollins' military record and confirmed that his blood type matched that of the perpetrator's. 
Police were then able to arrest Danny, but they didn't need to. He was already in custody for a botched armed robbery. So Danny was charged with the five student murders. So nothing in Shreveport, only the student murders in Florida. Originally, he denied any involvement, but while awaiting trial four years after the murders in 1994, Rollins changed his plea to guilty and stated that he wants to be a superstar like Ted Bundy. (sighs) And that is a quote. Cool. He's the only one who labeled Ted Bundy a superstar. <laughs> I guess so. And in true Daddy Bundy fashion, proceeded to spill his guts. Cool. According to Danny Rollins, the night of the first murder, he had been demeaned, the first murder in Shreveport. He had been demeaned at his job as a waiter, and he reacted by walking around the neighborhood and trying doorknobs until he found one that was unlocked. Inside, he found eight-year-old Sean, stabbed him, and Sean died literally immediately because he's so itty-bitty. He then headed to the back of the home where he found Tom grilling and he attacked him there. Danny was hurt in this altercation, but not badly. And Tom was stabbed to death. Danny then went upstairs and found Julie, who apparently hadn't heard any of this commotion downstairs. He threatened her with a knife and told her he just killed her family and she agreed to do what he wanted. So she was bound with the duct tape, sexually assaulted and then killed before he left. He decided that he wanted to demean her and he posed her body in this graphically suggestive pose for when it was found. But to do this, he needed to remove the duct tape around her wrists to place her arms above her head. While he was doing that, he just happened to put the duct tape in his pocket and he left. So this wasn't even something he did on purpose to hide evidence. He just did it by accident. Hmm. May the odds be ever in your favor. Apparently they were. The second killings, he said, were prompted by simply an urge. So nobody had pissed him off that day. He was just sitting in his tent in the woods when suddenly he was like, I'd really just like to go kill some people. And he remembered that earlier in the day, he had seen two young women moving into an apartment building and he wanted to go find them. So he went to their apartment, popped the door with a screwdriver, and inside he found Christine sleeping on the couch. He stopped to study Christine, but didn't wake her because he wanted to find out where the other girl was. Upstairs, he found Sonia asleep in her bed. And upon studying Sonia, he decided that he wanted to sexually assault Christine and just kill Sonia. Which is like, honestly, that's that's a little. Yeah, if you're going to bring sexual assault to class, you got to bring enough for the whole class. Jesus. Ouch. Bring enough to go around, please. Yeah, equality. Thank you. Uh, Offensive. Yeah, but I mean, that's, I find that weird that he looks at the one girl and goes, meh, and then goes back to the other one. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a TV channel, you dickhead. Like, that's what literally what he did. He was like, meh, the other one's, I like the other one better. Wow. Yeah. Was, I like blondes. This is one of my like biggest fears someone just breaking into your house at night and like fucking with you. Like, Matt, how scary is that? Yeah, home invasions, man. Home invasions are, like, terrifying. Okay, so he said, this is according to him, he took a strip of duct tape, and in one swift motion, he put one hand with the duct tape over Sonia's mouth and plunged the knife into her chest with the other hand. Real swift ninja, he's trying to sound like. It sounds like he's trying to, like, brag about how, like, fucking slick he is. Just weird. Also, duct tape's loud as fuck. You're telling me that didn't wake her up? Bull fucking shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a few holes in this story. <laughs> well. You mean besides uh, the stab wounds? There we go. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so uh, he, went back, he went back downstairs after killing Sonia and found Christine hadn't been woken up by the struggle upstairs. I don't know what it is about the 90s, but people sleep through fucking everything. <laughs> Insomnia didn't exist in the 90s. Apparently, apparently not. Like, yeah, they just like with their keys in their car and their doors unlocked and their windows open and their back facing the door. And yeah, no, not, yeah, not the case. Not the case anymore. Yeah. It's, it's a wild. college. It's a college place too. Maybe they're just hammered. Maybe it was just true. a drinking night. It's true. Well, they spent all day moving and none of the uh, reports said that they had been drinking. So, huh. Okay. Maybe I don't know. It's just insane that other yeah. chick didn't hear anything either, and she didn't hear this. I guess I don't know. Anyway, so he goes downstairs. She's not. She's still asleep. He wakes her up, 
quite gently, he says. And he shows her the bloody knife and he says, I just killed your roommate. I'm going to kill you too if you don't do what I say. So she lets him bind her. He sexually assaults her and then he kills her anyway. After sexually assaulting Christine, he washed her body with the rag from the kitchen, posed her, and he he removed the duct tape again to put her in this pose, put it in his pocket and left. Did he say why he posed the girls? Like, what's the, what is his, like... He just wanted to demean them when their bodies were found. He wanted it to be humiliating. He hated women. One last insult. Yeah, Yeah, he just wanted to make it worse. Okay. That's gross. Yeah. Terrifying. Oh, pardon me. So he bound her. He, 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 so he takes off the duct tape. He puts it in his pocket and then he goes back upstairs, undresses Sonia and poses her as well. And then he leaves. So he then goes back to his campsite in the woods where he sat and he remembered the night's events. Eight hours later, he had to kill again. Eight hours. Like, don't you get tired? Such escalation so quick. It's like he wants to get caught. Like it's. Yeah. I feel like he knows that it's over for him. So he might as well get another one in before it's done. Right. Uh, Being a psychopath, like trying to like think like a crazy like that would be if you know, you love to kill so much and you sing songs about it and you know, you're about to get caught because you've been doing it. You might let's get another one in there. You know, well, this is only his second murder, right? There was the family in Shreveport and then this was the first murder in Florida. So. Yeah, I just don't think that he was like, I'm a master criminal. I'm going to get away with this. I think he, the end game was he's going to get caught. Like, I don't. Probably, yeah. He was probably aware yeah. of it and just sort of yeah. waiting for that that other shoe to drop kind of thing. Yeah. But so, yeah, eight hours later, he wants to kill again. A couple of days before, he had seen a woman through her apartment window as he was walking by. And he remembered thinking that she probably lived alone. So he packs his tools and he went to her apartment. Sorry. He went to her apartment popped the sliding door with the screwdriver and he found the apartment was empty. So he decided to close the sliding door and hide in a closet until the woman came home. Oh God. Oh, that's scary. That's so creepy. Oh my God. I know, right? He's switching from invasions to ambush. Yes, you're right, Tally. Like Richard Ramirez terrifying. Um, Okay, so when Krista comes home, when Krista came home, Danny emerged from the closet, snuck up behind her, and he put her in a chokehold until she agreed to comply, which she did. He then bound her, sexually assaulted her, stabbed her to death, and posed her before leaving. So once he arrived back at the campsite, he realized something was missing. Somehow he had left his wallet behind in her apartment. Just picture him like, fuck, I'll never be able to get my driver's license again. I got to go back. It takes too long. It's yeah. too hard. <laughs> Oh, God, now I'm going to cancel all my cards. <laughs> like, his ID is in the wallet. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Every single card has his name on it. So. Oh, no. Someone's going to use my credit card. And also my mm. ID is in there. <laughs> uh, and can I just say one quick thing? Don't, don't comply. Someone's trying to fuck with you and you're going to die anyway. Just you might as well fight back. I don't know about you guys, but I was taught that when I was like six. If they tell you that that if you comply that they they won't hurt you, they're lying. They tell, I was taught that when I was like two feet tall, man. I would have to feel out the situation because uh, eventually I'll get away for sure. But <laughs> by like you know deceiving the deceiver, I'll feel I'll act all meek and weak and like I don't pump iron every fucking day. I'm fat. People know better than to try to kidnap fat people who are hard to move around. <laughs> yeah, it's too hard. <laughs> I just lay down. No, I'm not moving. Fuck off. <laughs> <Just> fetal position. <laughs> Drag me, fucker. Do you even lift? <laughs> I mean, you got a point there because anytime I'm watching a serial killer documentary, even and this is the fucked up part about older ones too, is they'll sit here and they'll call girls. They'll be like, she was a heavier set girl. And it was like, a girl was like a buck 50 and sitting there. And I'm like, I'm like, see, serial killers ain't taking out the thick ones. All right. Like, this is why I've stayed big my whole life. Ain't nobody dragging my fat ass around if they kill me. All right. That's just perfectly the point right there. Oh yeah. No one's going to drive past me in a van and be like, I could definitely drag her into my van super easily. No, buddy. (laughs) You'll be lucky. You'll be lucky if your suspension holds out. All right. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, you've already got four people in the van. If you put me in there, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking Tokyo subway, like shoving me in there. The doors can't close. <laughs> <laughs> They've got those sticks and they're just... <laughs> I wonder if that's been a killer. I wonder if a killer's gone specifically for big girls. Like, I wonder if that's been a thing. There's got to be one. I should look it up. I should look it up. There's got to be one, yeah. (laughs) Big girls, you are beautiful. Big girls, you are beautiful. I know that song. Um, Okay, so he goes back to Krista's apartment. And it's quiet. There's no indication that anyone knew what happened. There's no cops, no nothing. He didn't even bother to fucking lock up before he left. So he just goes back into the apartment. Takes a peek at her body again. And he's like, you know what? While I'm here, I came all this way. I might as well do some mutilating. So he decides that he's going to cut off her head and reposition nice. the scene. He's not into the pose anymore. All right. His muse is, is reflourished. So he sits her decapitated body up on the edge of the bed. And it, it stayed slumped upright somehow. And then he takes her head and puts it on the shelf. And purposefully positions it so that her head is looking down on her body. Oh my yeah. God. That literally sounds straight out of a horror movie. Yeah, isn't that kind of what uh, Camper did too? He put he buried the f- head of the chick like facing his mom so someone could look up to her or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He in the garden. He would up at the window. Yeah. Yeah, Kemper was a weird dude too. He put his mom's head on the shelf for a few days. Well, he did a lot of things with his mom's head. Throw, yeah, so I could throw darts and stuff at it. Yeah. And, yeah. and darts, you mean his little penis. Then, yeah. yes, he threw lots of darts into that mouth. Yeah. Had a hell of a game with it. Oh, yeah. Bullseye. Yeah. I guess, I guess that, would, that would technically qualify because Kemper, like, what, he killed his mom and uh, one of the friends, and they were both uh, heavier set ladies. So Yeah, but he didn't have to take oh. them anywhere. That and Kemper's like a monster. He could just pick well, up yeah, exactly. Girls. You, <laughs> yeah, when you're nine. fucking Hagrid from Harry Potter, it's pretty easy to move around. A... <laughs> <laughs> like if Andre the Giant was a serial killer. Oh, oh god. god, he's. It'd be too easy. I think it'd be impossible to get a thrill as a serial killer when you're as big as Andre the Giant because you literally could just like pop their heads with one hand isn't that like the theory behind mike myers though like he has like supernatural strength because he does a lot of like eyeball popping a lot of like uh we'll say bash kills like to use a video game term like he just uses a lot of environmental objects and he just loves to just yeah but he's on a mission he's not he's not a thrill killer he's there because he's got a job to do and he's doing it i'm just saying he could get the thrill out of that in like a sick psychopathic way not like kemper but like i don't know okay show me show me one instance where michael myers went back to the scene and jerked off all right show me one (laughs) he wore a fucking coverall man you can't even access your dick he wasn't there for a good time maybe he's got like a secret compartment that he can open (laughs) i don't know man i've seen those i've seen the movies and there's nothing there is it's not there there's the waistband okay it doesn't even have a zipper Maybe he was fixing cars in between kills. <laughs> He's doing roadside assistance. <laughs> yeah, I went 27 and a half years of my life never thinking of Michael Myers' sex life, so thanks. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't have to die without thinking about it. Do you think the music plays in the background <laughs> while he's doing it too? The do 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 do. That's actually the ideal pace that you should keep up to avoid chasing. Yes. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one there. Thank you. Did you guys know that his mask is just a, a mask of William Shatner painted white? Yeah. Yep. And the eyes cut out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> it's creepy. Like, like, wow. Two dollars. That's what they spent on it. That's iconic. Love it. Okay. So Danny managed to keep it together for two days this time, but he couldn't resist the urge any longer. His campsite happened to be near the final victim's apartment. And so he said that he had no idea who would be inside the apartment unit that he had chosen. He just picked one at random, broke in, and he first comes to Manny, sleeping in his room. So Manny's a former football player, okay? He's a big fucking dude, great physical shape. Didn't matter, didn't deter Danny at all. He just walked right up to the bed where he's sleeping and just starts stabbing him. Um... Then the stabs were senseless. He didn't have any purpose. He, he's, he wasn't like 
aiming or anything, but his stabs happened to be very well placed and Manny had seconds to fight back before he was done. So Tracy, who was in the shower, came out, heard what was going on, walks over to Manny's room because that is definitely the direction you should be walking towards and not away from. Mm. Always like a horror movie. Yeah. And, and even more like a horror movie, she sees Danny straddling him, stabbing him over and over and over and over. And Tracy runs to her bedroom, slams the door, and Ugh. leans against it to hold it shut. Hmm. And so Danny spends like another minute or so stabbing Manny. He doesn't even go after her right away. Okay. He just keeps going. She stands there. Task oriented, you know, like one thing at a time before you move on. Yeah, I, I don't know. Quite. It's like he knew. It's like he knew she wouldn't try to leave or anything he knew that she'd just like go and lock herself in a room because i don't know i guess no one was prepared to be murdered in the 90s yeah <laughs> well that's pretty clear at this point yeah i mean with the with the sleeping and the unlocked doors and the fact that this guy literally played lottery serial killer like he's just like yeah, i'm just fuck <laughs> it i'm just gonna walk into a, you know what 2b sounds like a good apartment let's just let's just go for a little stab session let's go hang out here for a little bit just like at random so mm-hmm. yeah, at this point, I'd say if I'm this guy, my confidence is pretty up that I can just get away with shit. So it would seem. Yeah. He finishes up with Manny, and then he goes to the bedroom where Tracy is trapped inside, and he kicks the door in pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So according to Danny, uh, he walks in the room, and Tracy says to him, "Are you the one?" <laughs> and he says, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm the one. I'm the I, I'm the guy." Oh. Baby, I'm the one. Justin Bieber just jumps in, starts singing. <laughs> <laughs> so Tracy doesn't even need the runaround this time. She she didn't sleep through the commotion. She literally physically saw this happening. So he pretty much just had to hold up the duct tape and she was like, okay. So she's she agrees to be bound and her last moments mirrored those of Julia, Christine, or Julie, Christine, and Krista. Exactly. She's posed. Well, yes. and this is 90s self-defense culture too. So yeah, pretty much. I mean, what they told everybody was just, yeah, just give up. Yeah, the best defense is a good surrender. <laughs> yeah, this guy just does not care for a good chase. It sounds like she was into it. <laughs> you would say that, you. <laughs> She's just like, oh, no, don't. I just, oh, God, please, whatever you do, stop. Please, God, no. Ah. <laughs> Here, here, no, 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 tighter on the duct tape, tighter, tighter. Okay, God, no, stop. No, rip it off. Oh, yeah. Put more on. Yeah, man. No, put some on my back. Imagine ruining it, ruining the fantasy for the serial killer. Just be like, yeah, stab me good. Oh, yeah, one more. Yeah, he'd be, fuck you, leave. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, you have me tied up and everything. Just kill me. I'm still alive. Yeah. Stab me more. <laughs> Penetrate me with your knife. We did this episode, all right? Yeah. Sharing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine, okay. Fucking the Gainesville Ripper goes into fucking Cheryl Apaka's apartment. Oh, yeah. Ew. <laughs> You'd be cleaning up the wetness from a with a mop. She'd be just soaked. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, you know what? He does he does clean the bodies after. So on your way out, you can take some of my used panties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll read your fortune. $49.99 if on the table before you kill me. Please. 100 bucks. Yeah. 100 bucks. Everything's 100, 100 bucks. bucks. That's right. Everything's 100 bucks. <laughs> Everything's 100 bucks. This is 2021. Subscribe to my OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh could you imagine? Yeah. No, thank you. Hard yeah. pass. Oh, uh, old tobacco hair. Oh, God. Okay. So while Danny was awaiting trial, he told the police that Ed Humphrey had nothing to do with the murders. Uh, So due to Danny's confession and the complete lack of evidence that Ed was involved, Ed is finally released after spending 10 months in custody, first in jail and then in a psychiatric facility among some of the most dangerous offenders in Florida. Holy fuck. But since being released, he has gotten married. He did have a daughter. And during a very brief interaction with a journalist in 2020, Ed said that he was very happy. Thank you. Oh, good. This is a happy Halloween so far, you know? Yeah. So there's your treat. He could have got a trick. Exactly. So Danny Rollins was sentenced to death in April of 1994. Two years later, screenwriter Kevin Williamson's story based on Danny Rollins' heinous acts was released into the world. 
Scream earned $170 million worldwide. Four sequel films and a TV series followed, and a fifth film is currently in production. Okay, can I tell you something about Danny Rollins that I know if we're gonna if we're gonna skip over it real quick? Because I have to say it. He sang <laughs> his last words were a song. I'm not he, done yet. Okay, sorry. Oh. You can cut, cut, cut shortly before he was shortly before he was set to be executed. Uh, Danny Rollins confessed in writing to the Grissom murders in Shreveport. Danny Rollins was executed via lethal injection, and during his final moments, he hummed a religious hymn and offered no final words about the murders or apologies to the victims' families. <laughs> With him. Oh, I didn't what put it in that? here, but I did read it. There was a bunch of like quotes of the of lines he sang. You can look it up. Okay. But didn't he sing for like two minutes? Like it was an yeah, extended, he did. and there was like fifty yes. people in the audience watching this, going like, "You're just um, blowing like, all aspects of my wad right now." <laughs> I'm sorry, I just know that. <laughs> I, I thought you said he got excuse. I was like, "She's not going to talk about how he sang." That's amazing. I want to talk about <laughs> classic man okay, always sorry, blowing sorry. the load early. I I always blow wads. Forty-seven people watched <laughs> as he took his last breath at six thirteen p.m. on October twenty-fifth, two thousand and six. Fifteen years ago, tomorrow, as of the date we're recording this episode. Oh wow! That's the story. Happy Halloween! Ooh. Fuck that guy. guys thanks so much for listening head on over to our facebook and instagram to join in on the conversations about all things unethical just search unethical podcast you can also find us on patreon where you can get access to all of our super awesome content uncut videos of our discussions and early release of all the episodes we are adding fun stuff all the time so you should definitely come and check it out thanks again we appreciate all of you I am a flamer. Like, you should see how many dicks I suck. I put them all in my mouth.